0: Just to get down I don't know if I can get them But I got em right now hey, I wake up just to get down I don't know if I can get them But I got em right now Develop these bars for The developing stars, whoa Wrecked by the stars though But they know just who they are The knowledge is deep, may Cause college is deep, man Knees are the bees, man Deve happy hour now I trust them with everything. Every compliment's giving me confidence. Skipping is hopping and really no stopping. I'm making with champion, y'all put a sock in it up. Uh, but this is life, bro. They're at it all night, though. So you can just drive slow and get down with the deadly crew. I wake up just to get down. I don't know if I can get them, but I got to right now. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening, wherever you are listening. This is episode 81 of the Devi Happy Hour. My name is Skip Newton coming to you from Egan, Minnesota. Today is Monday, September 20th. And I am flying solo today. My usual podcast host, Matthew Jackson, is unable to join. As many of you probably are aware, he recently became a father and things are going great. He has a beautiful baby girl, so let this be the official congratulations to you, Matt. But as he's also learning, when you're a new time father, things get a little crazy and a little busy, and he just doesn't have the time to focus on fantasy and podcasting right now. But don't worry, he'll be back. So, I thought I would get on here and just provide, you know, a little bit of the observations I've made. Uh, given that we're about three weeks into the college football season, so want to get to quarterbacks and running backs today. We'll talk about like my top guys at those positions, any observations I've made, some risers and fallers, that kind of thing. In the news, we've got UCF quarterback Dylan Gabriel. Now has a broken clavicle, so that is very unfortunate for him. He's one of those guys that is 2022 eligible and could have been a sneaky guy into maybe day two that might have drawn some interest from an NFL team. So he's injured or was injured on the game's final play, so very unfortunate there. Doesn't mean, of course, that he can't recover and still be a day two prospect, but something to keep keep an eye on is Dylan Gabriel's season is probably over with that broken clavicle, Also, another injury at the quarterback position, USC quarterback Keaton Slovis, injured versus Washington State. I don't know the extent of that injury, but he was replaced by true freshman Jackson Dart, who came in and threw for 391 yards, four touchdowns with a couple of picks. So a great effort there by true freshman Jackson Dart, someone to to keep an eye on going forward. Of course, Keaton Slovis is 2022 eligible, also looking to get drafted, maybe sneak into into the first round. I, I think he's a day two guy, but but you never know. It's it's gonna be an interesting class in twenty twenty two. Before I get into the quarterbacks, I do want to mention, you know, things have been crazy busy. Uh, I am also doing a podcast over on the NFL Draft Bible Podcast Network, joining John Lobb and Matt Hicks. We have the College Football Blitz. We also have the Debbie Seminar. So back to back usually on Thursday and Friday there. And I'm doing a weekly mailbag article. So if you have a Debbie question that you want answered in my article, please reach out to me at SkipNewton31 on Twitter. I would really appreciate it. All right, let's get into quarterbacks first. My quarterback one right now is still Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. He's eligible in next year's draft 2022. I'm not concerned, but I do want to see more from Rattler. It just feels like... He's not continuing to improve his game. You know, he played a bad Nebraska team on Saturday and they won the game barely. I think it was by a touchdown, but it just didn't seem like he was doing any of the things that make you go, wow, this guy is going to be something else in the NFL. I think he's still a first round pick, probably top 10, but I can't lock him in as the number one overall quarterback taken. I think there's still some questions there, but if I'm in a draft and I'm picking a quarterback first and I want a guy next season, Spentler Rattler is the, the guy I'm grabbing. Next, Sam Howell, North Carolina. Uh, similar to last year, he had a had a poor first game of the season but then has really picked it up since then. His produ- production is on pace to go with his first two seasons, which have both been outstanding, I'm not going to read those stats out to you, but the guy does over you know 3,000 yards and, and 30 touchdowns a season, so he's been fantastic. The big question on Howell is how does he respond by losing four players, two wide receivers and two running backs to the NFL, and so far so good. He looks he looks really good. the The biggest difference with Howell is he's now running the ball, which I don't think anybody really expected, but I think he had over a hundred yards in this last weekend's game. So if he can get you points with his feet and his legs, that's an intriguing addition to his game. I also think he's a lock for a first round pick, maybe later, maybe down into the teens somewhere, but, but he's going to be somewhere in there. I assure you the next guy up and he's probably the number one riser as far as Debbie quarterbacks is Bryce young from Alabama. Of course, a five-star recruit coming in last season didn't play sat behind mac jones for a year and since he took over the starting position for the crimson tide this fall he's looked fantastic he's doing everything you want a quarterback to do he's he's moving in the pocket he's getting getting some yards with his legs hitting wide receivers reading the defense he just he looks like he's in complete control He's even, you know, answered the question, can he win a big road game in a hostile environment, winning in Florida? That was a close, excellent game. I, I want to re-watch that. I only watched maybe a, a quarter of that. But Bryce Young appears to be answering all the, the, the questions that we had on him because we hadn't seen him play. So he looks every bit the five-star prospect. The next guy, also 2023 eligible, DJ Uwe of Clemson, not looking like the five-star prospect this year. Boy, does he look completely off. I, I'm moving him down. There's just no way I can keep him as high as I had him before. And I don't really understand what the deal is. He looked so good in his two games last season. And one of them was, was against Notre Dame. And that's that was a top you know, college team competing for the national title in 2020. And he went in there and looked exceptional. They lost the game, but it wasn't because of him. And He's showing none of that this season. It looks like he's he's putting too much pressure on himself. He's forcing passes. They're you know missing wide receivers. Maybe he's trying to overthrow the ball. And I think he just needs to relax and get comfortable. So that that appears to be his problem. But he definitely needs to move things you know move things in the right direction again. No need to panic. I mean, he's only played five games so as far as full starts so he's he's still early in his career and he can definitely turn things around but dj oyongalele moving down the list because he, he's just not playing well so far in 2021 the next guy carson strong from nevada i think he has solidified himself as of right now as a first round pick he may be even the number one guy it's tough to say there's a lot of ambiguity in this quarterback class in 2022 it's it's not like usual years where you feel like there's a lock for the first quarterback taken. I don't know who that's going to be. I think the season will help play that out, but we probably won't know until, you know, next, you know, winter when January, February, as we start, you know, really analyzing the draft class and see who comes out, things will start to, to work themselves out there. But right now Carson Strong is a very strong candidate for the first round. So I like him there. Another guy that's also moving up. And definitely in the first round conversation is old Mrs. Matt Corral. He he has the arm talent. He's making plays. He looks really good. I think I think he's he's gonna he's gonna find himself in in the first round if he continues to do what he's doing so far, and that's that's a good thing. So we're talking with Rattler Howell, Strong and Corral, four guys that I think are are pretty good you know locks for the first round this year. We had five quarterbacks. Of course, they all went in the top 15. I don't think we're going to see that, but I think we could see at least four go in the first round. There's still a couple other guys I want to talk about who, again, if, if, if they can finish the season strong and they look good at the combine and on their pro days, they have a legitimate chance. One of those guys we already mentioned it: USC's Keaton Slovis, obviously now he has to get healthy and then continue to To improve and and show people that he could get day one draft capital. I wouldn't be surprised if he fell to day two. The kind of the wild card I'm going to say is Liberty's Malik Willis. So he is an athlete. He is going to intrigue teams. I think teams might want to take a flyer on him, you know, maybe late day one. I suppose he could push up mid day one. It's really tough to say, but At worst case, I think he falls to day two. And that, you know, round two, really, I don't see him falling past the second round. You know, he's, is he, is he Lamar Jackson good and explosive? Mm, Not quite sure there, but he's at least Jalen Hurts as far as the the running ability. And Jalen Hurts looks really good in Philadelphia thus far. And he looks really good on your dynasty rosters because both Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts are getting points at their legs, they're getting points at their arms, They're great fantasy football quarterbacks. Malik Willis could be the same. And, of course, Jaleb Hurts fell to the second round of Philadelphia. So if Malik Willis falls to the second round, that doesn't mean that he's not a good prospect, and you definitely need to to have him high on your super flex flex quarterback rankings come next April's draft. Moving on down the list, we got C.J. Stroud at OSU. He has put up some ridiculously gaudy stats. He has a ton of talent around him. But he needs to play better if he wants to hold off Kyle McCord and Quinn Ewers, both true freshmen this season. I don't know how this is going to play out. It's clearly Stroud's job to lose, at least for 2021. But moving forward, that is going to be interesting because he'll make some really good throws, and then he'll make some some questionable ones. And it's, it's really tough to analyze it because he has, in my opinion, the most talented wide receivers playing with him. We'll talk about wide receivers next week when I do another solo pod. But for now, that's where I have C.J. Stroud listed. He is not eligible until 2023. A freshman to watch, I already mentioned him, at USC, true freshman Jackson Dart. Great first game. If he gets more opportunities, if Slovis' injury lasts longer, then I think that's going to be a very intriguing prospect. He's going to move way up people's lists if he continues to show what he did at USC. He also has quite a bit of talent there to work with. And then the final guy, I did mention him briefly when I was talking about Stroud at OSU, is Quinn Ewers. I have him highly ranked, but it's really tough to, to talk about him a lot because he hasn't played, and I don't think he's going to play a down this year. So he's kind of like Bryce Young from last year, where you know – He is the top-rated guy in the class. I mean, Quinn Ewers had a perfect score at 24-7 sports. It's really hard to, to not put him up there, but I want to see him play. So that's where I'm going to leave that, and that's where I'm going to end the quarterback conversation for this podcast, moving into running backs. Really, my top three are the same. They're all 2023 class. Texas B. John Robinson, Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech, and then Tank Bigsby from Auburn. These guys are all studs. I love them and I think they're going to headline one of the better running back classes that we've had in a while and it's going to be a nice cycle because there's some other running backs in the NFL from that, you know, Delvin Cook Delvin Cook class where you had him, you had a couple other guys. They're going to need to get replaced, right? They're all on their second contract, so this class in 2023 is coming in at just the right time, or those teams might be looking to replace a guy like Cook or Mixon, you know, whoever, Kamara at New Orleans. Next guy on my list, and he's he's moving way up because he's just that awesome, is true freshman from Ohio State, Travion Henderson. He's a stud. This guy is explosive. He's dynamic. I think he can do everything. He's already number four. He is He is easily the number one guy in the 2024 class. So you have to get Travion Henderson. He is going to be fantastic. Then I'm going to go to two guys now for 2022. And that's Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M and Brees Hall from Iowa State. These are probably your top two guys in next year's class. That said, I'm concerned about the 2022 running back class. It's just, it just feels like there's, there's not a lot of depth. It does, doesn't feel like there's a lot of studs. It's kind of like 2021, except they don't have a Najee Harris and a Travis Etienne. It, it, they're, they're, these guys are a step down from those two. So, you know, the the draft capital and landing spot is going to be crucial for Spiller and Hall and maybe a couple other guys that I'm going to mention that could find themselves in day two draft conversation if they continue to, to show well. After those, you know, top six, it's really just a bunch of guys that that I need to see more of. They need to show us more. You know, what do we want to see from these guys? You know, can they can they be more consistent? Can they show those traits that we'd like to see in NFL running back? Starting with 2023 eligible Zach Evans from TCU. Evans' problem is that he he gets too much stuff going on that isn't football related, right? I don't want to hear about Zach Evans, you know, getting benched in the season opener because he violated team rules. Okay. that That's a bit of a concern. You know, he had a whole recruiting weird scenario where he committed and then he decommitted, and then he went somewhere else. And it was just, it was just really bizarre. And it just, it honestly, it feels like he's a teenager that has to mature, is, is really what's going on here. I mean, you got to, you got to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he's still young. And you know, what is he, 19 years old? I don't know, 18, 19. And, hey, we all make mistakes at that age. So I just like to see him really focus on football because when he does, like in the second game of the season for TCU, he absolutely exploded for over 180 yards. He looks dynamic. Honestly, the only thing that's going to stop Zach Evans is Zach Evans. He he is that good if he continues to do those great football things, he's going to be in the conversation with those top three, with Robinson, Gibbs, and Bigsby. Absolutely. Next guy, also 2023 class, Kendall Milton from Georgia. Right now, split in time with Zamir White, so that's unfortunate when White came back. However, Milton looks the part. He looks like, again, a guy that once he gets that opportunity, he's going to be right up there with, with Evans and the other three. So, Like I said, this is really shaping up to be an awesome 2023 running back class. The next three I'm going to talk about are all true freshmen. So not quite the explosion onto the scene that Travion Henderson had at Ohio State, but true freshman Will Shipley, Clemson, is starting to get more and more action. He played quite a bit in the last game, Clemson's narrow win. He, he is dynamic. He is a player. And if, if he wins that job and starts getting, you know, 15 to 20 touches a game, he, he's going to be right up there. You're, you're going to love him. He's, he can be dynamic in the passing game. And of course, catching the ball is so huge in PPR leagues. It's all, well, it is more valuable than, than running the ball because you get that free point plus whatever they give you. He's that dangerous as well in the open field. So really love Will Shipley. The next guy is at Michigan, Donovan Edwards, true freshman. I love his tape. He's not getting a ton of action because he's stuck behind another Michigan running back who is one of my risers, and that's Blake Corum. I'll talk a little bit more about Corum later, but I really do love Donovan Edwards. We're just going to have to be patient because right now, Blake Corum has absolutely grabbed onto that job, and he's not letting it go. True freshman L.J. Johnson at Texas A&M another guy we're going to have to be patient on because he's sitting behind Isaiah Spiller. So I love his film. He looks fantastic. And you know, just like Donovan Edwards, I think, I think he's built to succeed LJ Johnson's just a man among boys and you're going to love him when, when you finally see him. So he looks great. These are all three guys, Shipley, Edwards, LJ Johnson, along with Trayvon Henderson, 2024 class. So true freshman. Next guy is Eric Gray from Oklahoma transferred from Tennessee. A lot of people think this guy can can leap up into the conversation with Spiller and Brees Hall at Iowa State. So far, mixed reports. You know, his first game was was not good. He, he, he didn't get a lot of the carries, which was a bit of a concern. Second game, started to show his skills off more. I think he can be a dynamic pass catcher as well. I'd like to see him really utilized that way and showcase what he can do because he has the talent. We're just not quite seeing it at Oklahoma. You know that offense just, for some reason, looks a little off. You know we talked about that with Spencer Rattler. I'm not quite sure what's going on there, but but I I want to see more from Gray. I want to see him solidify himself as a day two draft running back here in 2022. Kyron Williams also 2022 eligible looks really good at Notre Dame. He's smaller. You know he's coming in around 195 pounds, maybe pushing 200. So that's a bit of a concern. That said, the the production is massive. I mean, he is definitely the guy there, and he does everything really well. I mean, he's a, he's a fantastic blocker, which of course is huge, and he's a fantastic pass catcher out of the backfield. So worst case scenario is a team picks him up, and he plugs right in as that third down back. That can provide fantasy value for sure. So I like Kyron Williams. I don't know if he can be a workhorse back in the NFL. That remains to be seen, but I like him. Marshawn Lloyd, another 2023 eligible guy. So this is like the sixth guy I think we've talked about in that class. We lost him last season to an ACL, but he's really picked it up at South Carolina. He's becoming more of the guy there. I want to see, you know can he A, fully recover from the ACL, and then B, you know, be the stud that we thought he was going to be because his film looked fantastic. And he's one of the reasons why there's a big faller at South Carolina on my list, Kevin Harris, and he's eligible 2022. He was one of the top rushers in the SEC last season. I was high on him. I thought he looked great. And now he can barely sniff the field. So that is really unfortunate. So Kevin Harris from South Carolina falling down the rankings because he's just not getting that opportunity and you really want to see him do something and, and, and produce like he did last year because he did it against really good competition. So that is, that is unfortunate, but you know, this is the danger with, with Debbie prospects, right? I mean, you never know what's going to happen from one year to the next. And all of a sudden a guy gets hurt or a guy loses his job and your, your great Debbie pick turns out to be nothing. So Hopefully for those of us that have Kevin Harris on Debbie rosters, he turns things around. You got to hold him now because I don't think you're going to get much value for him. But if he can look good at a, at a pro day or the combine, maybe he gets some more production later this season. Then he can get some of that value back. One of the biggest risers of the season and probably the biggest riser, especially for me is UCLA's Zach Charbonnet transfer from Michigan. When I watched film of him at Michigan, there was nothing there that excited me. You know, he looked okay. You know, he had a, a long run against the University of Minnesota last year. And I'm not kidding you, he literally had to do nothing but run in a straight line. I mean, there was no resistance. If he'd have been on a track running a 70-yard dash, he would have stayed in his lane and never been touched. So I, I wasn't impressed by that. because like, well, okay, anybody can run in a straight line. I wanted to see him you know, make people miss, be, be shifty, you know, break tackles, play with power and aggression, and saw none of that at Michigan. Now he's at UCLA, he's putting up big production, but more importantly, he's doing all those things now. When you watch the film, you see him being dynamic, making guys miss, accelerating quickly out of cuts so that he doesn't lose a lot of speed, and he's breaking tackles. I mean, he just—he looks like a completely different player. He looks like the highly recruited kid that he was, you know, years ago at Michigan. So huge riser for those of my you know Devi colleagues out there that you were always high on Zach Charbonnet. My hats off to you. I'm taking an L on that one, but he looks the part. Another riser. I, I talked about him briefly before, but Blake Corum from Michigan. I was not super impressed with him initially, but. He is absolutely grabbed onto that job, and he is not letting it go. I mean, doesn't matter that Donovan Edwards is right behind him. Blake Corum looks fantastic. So you, you have to move him up the list. He was a freshman last year. So again, another 2023 eligible running back that, again, that, that draft class is looking fantastic. And there's probably some other guys that are going to move up as well. I mean, it could be just an outstanding running back class, which really gets me to the point that if you're, you're planning ahead on your dynasty rosters and you're in a Devi league, even if you're not in a Devi league, you might want to focus on wide receiver in the 2022 rookie draft and fade running back until 2023. Now, I know it doesn't always work out that way, but that class is looking so strong from a running back perspective, and we'll talk about this with the next podcast, but the wide receiver class in 2022 looks really good. So that seems to be, you know, a a good strategy there is, is, you know, focus on, focus on those running backs in 2023. Of course, if, if a couple of those top guys get high draft capital, you know, like Etienne did and, and Najee Harris, then yeah, they're first round picks naturally, but you gotta, you gotta play it, play what you see and kind of plan ahead there. One of my sleepers is still Tyler Algier from, from BYU. He doesn't get a lot of the publicity because he's at BYU, but, the guy runs strong. He looks good. He's got nice speed. I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna blaze away, you know, with with four two speed. But he's fast enough to make big plays. And the guy can get it done. And he has an NFL body, right? He's coming in at two two hundred twenty pounds. So Tyler Algier is definitely a guy to keep track of for the twenty twenty two running back class. And another sleeper, a true freshman to watch at Arkansas is Raheem Sanders. They nicknamed him the Rocket. He was recruited as an athlete, but they switched him to running back. And I'm telling you, this guy is a physical specimen. He's already got an NFL body. He runs aggressive. He's big. He's fast. And I have gathered him up in as many leagues as possible. I love this kid. I love his potential. I think he could be one of those guys where once he gets the job, he will be absolutely one of the best running backs in that class. I think he's going to go that high. So Arkansas's Raheem Sanders, the last guy to watch or that I'm going to mention today on the running back list, but he, he's getting some time. He just hasn't had full time. Hopefully that kind of starts to take over, but you know, he's learning the position too. So we need to be patient, but I, I love him as a, as kind of a deep dive guy. That's going to be it for the podcast. I'm just keeping it really short here. Just want to get something out there for the listeners. I know you guys have been patient. Sorry, I haven't been able to do this before, but we'll try to be you know, more, more consistent going forward. If I have to do solo podcasts or maybe I can get a guest on, I will. Of course, we are part of the Dynasty Happy Hour team of podcasts, Doug Eddie, Tyler Gunther, and James Kreese. They record every Sunday night. Sometimes we get an IDP power hour. Our man, Randall Memphis Young, comes in hosting the DHH Contractor. So when they record those, check those out as well. You can find Matt, my usual co-host, at Debbie Matt on Twitter. He's got a Patreon as well. It includes rankings, podcast, breakdown. It's awesome. Great chat as well, so it's really fun to be a part of that. And again, I'm Skip Newton, at SkipNewton31. I'm a Devi team writer for the NFLDraftBible.com. I've got a weekly article. If you need your Debbie question answered, please reach out to me. I would love to put it in an article. Of course, we are part of the Sports Illustrated Network powered by Fan Nation. We do... Everything you can possibly think of, Devy, Dynasty, NFL Draft, every player, every position. And we have Dynasty and Devy rankings that we are updating weekly. So we get those out every week. We, we make updates and we we put those out on Twitter so you can get those. I think they, they start getting pushed out every Tuesday, but you can find those on SI.com. Just search for Devy rankings or Dynasty rankings and you will find them. All right, that is it for me. Thank you very much to all of you for listening. I really appreciate it. Hope you are enjoying the college football season. It's so nice to see things back to normal. I love having fans in the stands. It is an awesome atmosphere and experience, and I hope to be back in another week. Until then, take care, everyone, and be a good human.